Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got a lot of politics and economics to get to today. It's Thursday, 20 October in the year of our Lord 2022. This is the evening or afternoon edition of the war room. We got Boris Epstein up later. Miranda Devine, we're trying to track her down for the New York Post. It's the second year anniversary of the, um, of the 51 intelligence officers that signed that letter that was in the New York Times saying that the laptop from hell was Russian disinformation. We're getting to that. Dr. Seb Gork is going to join us. Huge development today as we covered last night on the eve of it at a CDC. Another vote today to make the uh, vaccine a permanent part of the vaccine package. Steve Kirsch, Dr. Peter McCullough join us. But first, we're going to go to Heather McMullen or Heather Mullins, Real America's Voice. We're in Boston outside this lab that is doing a gain of function experiments unbeknownst. And we had uh, Senator Marshall from Kansas saying that this was more dangerous than playing with uh, than practicing with nuclear weapons. Heather, where are you? Uh, put us in the uh, in the room there and uh, and tell us why you're there. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me and shedding light on this because this is a big, big deal. I mean, we're not in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of a well-populated city, and we saw what can happen when viruses leak out of labs. Um, right behind me, I had a better shot earlier, but security had made me move. Um, right behind me is the National Emerging Infectious Diseases Laboratory, which is part of Boston University. And basically what they're being accused of right now is gain-of-function research that um, basically... Uh, it took the spike protein from Omicron variant, right? This was the less transmissible, or no, more transmissible, but milder variant of the coronavirus. Well, they took that spike protein, which makes it more transmissible, and they attached to an older version of the virus, one that was more deadly, and then exposed it to mice and found 80% of the mice that were exposed uh, died. So, this is what people are concerned about is the fact that they're adding things to deadly viruses that make them more transmissible. This is not okay. What What is, how could they, given the problems we had in Wuhan from the lab near a major population center, how did they sign off on the fact that to do it there at the lab, these gain of functions and all they're saying that, Hey, this may not be as lethal as, uh, as the first one. It's still, it's still, you know, a, it's still incredibly lethal. Right. Uh, why? Why? Who signed off on it in Boston University? And why does it seem all, all kind of uh, shuffling now the papers to avoid responsibility? Yeah, that's a great question, Steve. So the NIH has officially come out and said that it did not review this work before it went forward. Um, they did say that they are investigating to see if any grant money um, was used and things of that nature. I've heard mixed reports. Um, Boston University saying that no 
government money was used to fund this research directly. Um, but that begged the question, so then who is funding this research? And I decided to do a little digging. And if you go back to March of 2020 on the BU website and on Harvard's website, right, this sort of like international coronavirus research effort took place. And at the time, they say only six coronavirus deaths had occurred in the United States. Now, what this effort did is it joined forces with Chinese research teams, right? And it agreed to accept $115 million from a Chinese company called Evergrande Group. Now, I did some background information, and the, com the company's CEO is a member of the Chinese Communist Party and has been since 2013. So this $115 million back in March 2020 was said to go to fund this coronavirus research over a period of five years. So it is possible that the very gain-of-function research Boston University is being accused of right now was funded by the Chinese Communist Party. Remember, the gain of function was considered so dangerous that the Obama administration at the National Security Council level shut it down in places like um, uh, University of North Carolina, University of Galveston at Texas, University of Maryland, other places because they thought it was not there were, this thing was out of control. It was only after Fauci, and we still haven't gotten the full story, how Fauci got the Science and Technology Group at the National Security Council in December of 17, right? In December of 17, when there wasn't a head of HHS, um, the first head of HHS had left, um, that he got it reapproved to actually do these other gain of functions that ended up in Wuhan. So we're going to get to the bottom. Heather, hang on for a second. I want to go to, that's one side. That's the gain of function experimentation going on uh, for other variants of the, of the virus. And remember, gain of function is basically the weaponization of these uh, of these viruses, but today the CDC on the vaccine side, right on the on the supposedly cure side, massive development today. I got Steve Kirsch and Dr. Peter McCullough. Dr. McCullough, can you because you've been out front about these vaccines now? No, no, no he didn't. No, it didn't we didn't get no, McCullough? No, okay, fine. Sure. Let me go to Steve Kirsch. Steve, walk me through what happened today and why is this so important? So today, as we predicted, would happen the. ASIP committee, which is the outside committee for the CDC, recommended to the CDC that the mRNA vaccines be put on the childhood vaccination schedule. And as far as we know, uh, there are no examples where the, the ASIP committee has recommended this and the CDC has then refused to add it. So it's, it is almost a done deal. And once the CDC adds these vaccines to the childhood vaccine schedule, what happens is it becomes mandated. It becomes mandatory in many states in the United States, which adopt the childhood, the entire CDC childhood vaccine schedule in order to attend public schools. So effectively what they've done uh, with their vote is to require kids get these vaccines in certain states in order to attend public schools. That's, that's the net impact. But the, the bigger impact, um, is that it provides liability protection now until the end of time, uh, for these vaccine manufacturers. So now they can ship an adult vaccine and actually have it approved and escape, uh, all liability. And so that's the, that is the bigger, yeah. that was the grand prize 
to go get permanent liability on, protection. I want, I want to, I want to get to that, but I want to get a couple more building blocks. I think we got Dr. McCullough up now. Dr. McCullough, here's what I understand. With the research that, you know, um, Naomi Wolf's pulling together of, of the of Pfizer document stuff you're doing, Steve Kirsch has been doing an analysis. We're seeing this now with many, many different groups questioning, you know, the whole issue of the vaccine, particularly for young people. How does it go from the kind of that questioning we're seeing? I think it's England and Denmark, countries in Europe just back off this thing, people that were mandatory. How do you go from there? And really people starting to question it. I think on the booster, very low uptake by parents unless it's forced. How do you go from there to actually put it into the program of kind of the permanent vaccines, the, the, the set of vaccines that kids have to get to get to public schools? How do you make that leap given the controversy on this vaccine, sir? The heterogeneity of various responses and opinions on pediatric and young person vaccination is really striking, Steve. You know, in the country of Denmark, they've struck it down completely. The state of Florida is not going to go along with this. Kari Lake, gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, not going to go along with that. Scott Jensen in Minnesota, it's not going to happen. Uh, you saw um, Stefan Bainzel, CEO of Moderna, just came out and said, you know, vaccines uh, don't make sense in young people. Uh, so this heterogeneity should be a sign that those on this regulatory committee, these, these people who voted unanimously, they must be part of some type of government, big pharma regulatory capture. So it, it, let me ask you, the, all the other vaccines that are on here, either they're some are controversial, they have years and years of clinical trials and testing. Am, am I correct in that? They do. Uh, you know, they say have years and years of experience uh, the MMR, the polio vaccines. What parents and listeners need to know is this COVID-19 vaccine is nowhere near as safe as our standard vaccines. It's still emergency use authorized. Most children have been through COVID-19, so the vaccines are not medically necessary. They're not clinically indicated, and they're not safe. The FDA says they cause heart damage, myocarditis, and cause blood clots. No parent would tolerate that in a single case. So I think this should be off the table. Parents are going to have to do a la carte when it comes to this vaccine schedule, and then they're really going to have to fight in the schools if they mandate them. Well, I think it's going to go to a fight. Steve Kirsch said it. I think it's going to be at the state level. Let me go back to Kirsch. Just stay right there, Dr. McCullough. Steve, so walk people through this liability issue because it kind of doesn't make sense. You don't really see the logic of doing this, given that Europe's kind of backing off this. You've had tons of questions here. You clearly could do a lot more years. You could start really doing clinical tests and really test this. In fact, I think they went down to five-year-olds on this approval. The license is only to 16. Tell us about the liability. Why would this even come up? Well, the, uh, the the grand prize has always been the liability protection. The vaccine manufacturers have this under EUA. But once the drug is approved by the FDA, the liability protection goes away unless the drug is on the childhood vaccination schedule. So this is why they've, there's been such a huge push to get this approved and tested under EUA in, in children. And the results are, 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 are so bad, Steve. Uh, you know, there was a study in, in Thailand, which I'm sure Peter will, will give you all the details of, but it showed that 30% of the kids that were tested 
than were looked at after vaccination. 30% developed, almost 30%, it was 29.3, I think, uh, developed cardiac issues that were measurable after they got the vaccine. 30%. Okay, so, you know, almost one out of three. Now, contrast that with three out of a million kids might die if they got infected with, uh, with COVID. And it's probably at least an order of magnitude less than that because, you know, we have very easy early treatments. Just rinsing your nose uh, twice a day with a saline rinse uh, will reduce your chance of hospitalization by a factor of eight. So we're looking at, an, at, at less than one in a million chance that your, your child would die from COVID versus a 30% chance that they are going to get some kind of cardiac uh, uh, issues, uh, some sort of cardiac damage due to these vaccines. We're, this is not even a, a, clo- a close call here. Close. Uh, hang, nobody hang in their on, right mind second. looking at the data. Hang, hang, hang on a second. We'll go back to McCullough. Dr. McCullough, with that, here's what's so shocking. The two days they had the vote yesterday and today, unanimous votes. But did you see any real debate? I mean, nobody abstained. Nobody voted against it. Was there any heated debate bringing up things like the Thailand study that Steve Kirsch or talked about Denmark or UK or other countries backing off this altogether? Did you see any of that? No, there's a complete oblivion to safety. Uh, and uh, the great concern here is that Thailand study by Mansugian and colleagues over half the kids who develop heart damage, they don't feel it initially, Steve. They're completely asymptomatic, and then they actually can have the first presentation being sudden death. I think American families are going to be horrified if this is widely used among children and the future risk of sudden death. As a cardiologist, I can tell you it's unacceptable. I, I, there is no justification for using these in children. No one should sustain heart damage as part of a pediatric vaccine schedule program. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. In turn, we got Steve Kirsch. Uh, we have, by the way, who was pro-vaccine at one time before his he looked at the data, and now he's one of the leaders of this uh, of really get to the bottom of the truth, the bottom of the truth about vaccines. Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, one of the leaders of this movement. Also, Heather Mullins is at Boston University about this gain of function experiments going on now nobody knows who funded it what's going on they're all running uh for the bushes also dr seb gorka is going to join us and miranda divine hopefully we track down miranda off of her plane on the second anniversary of the uh laptop from hell and the 51 intelligence senior intelligence officers that said it was russian disinformation short break back in a moment in the war room You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text 
Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Dr. McCullough, this is, you know, they accuse the Trump movement or the anti-vaccine, the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. guys or the MAGA of destroying the institutions and being anti-institutionalist. But isn't this how people lose faith in this, that it doesn't look like, I mean, when you've had Germany and Denmark and the UK and certain elements, Austria, I think people that were so gung-ho on almost mandatory vax, now you see them all kind of backing off. And here you've got children, right, a most precious asset and probably the one that's the, the, the math on this thing is the most questionable. And you have a panel of experts and it's 15 to nothing, no abstentions, no no's. And it doesn't look like there was a heated debate or even went through uh, a ton of analysis. Isn't, isn't this how we lose faith in institutions? It sure is. People in my circles are talking. You know, it's a one-way street. People are moving from being ambivalent over towards the health freedom movement, the more conservative movement that's protecting medical rights and civil rights Overall, there is no mention of a healthy debate on the risks and benefits. There's no documentation about what's going on outside of the United States. And you're right, countries are dropping the vaccines, Israel, UK, and others. They've seen enough in terms of adverse safety effects. I think what's going to happen is so many parents and and even states overall are going to move away from the CDC vaccine schedule and say, listen, we've lost our trust. Uh, let's go to that. Steve Kirsch, you've really become to the forefront of this because you've crunched the numbers. I mean, you're a data guy. You've seen this and you've commented before about how the other nations that were really pro are starting to back off this now until more research is done, more clinical trials. How is this going to play to the states? Because each the states are all different about how they take these recommendations. So, Dr. Latipo, I think we're going to get him on tomorrow morning. The Surgeon General of Florida said they're not going to do it in Florida. So how is this going to play out? And given the, the math that you've looked at, is, is McCullough right? Or parents just going to sit there and go, hey, we've got to stop the whole thing because I, I, I'm questioning all of it now? Well, you know, they, they should. In Israel, the, the percentage of people who are now fully vaccinated is only 2.4%. They used to be one of the most vaccinated places on earth. And now only 2.4% of the people in Israel are considered to be fully vaccinated. So the Israeli people who normally just do what the government says without question are in fact rebelling and they're voting with their arms. They're not having themselves jabbed and they're not following uh, the government recommendations anymore. They are not fooled. And so that creates a an interesting data point because uh, I'm sure the same thing is going to happen in America, and it depends on how long they can keep up this uh, this propaganda 
and avoid any kind of, of public debates. There has never been any debate ever that I have ever heard of between people on both sides of the issue and talking about this in a public forum where you have experts on both sides. It has never happened. It has never happened on a college campus. It has never happened in any other forum. In fact, Steve, I don't think you're even able to get anyone from the pro-vaccine side on your program at all to ask questions. No, impossible. Impossible. And so that that tells you something. You see, the, the, what they're trying to do is they need to convince those people who are vaccine hesitant to take the jab. Now, the people who are vaccine hesitant, you know, those people are listen to Steve Bannon and they listen to other sources like Fox News. Uh, yeah. And so their inability and unwillingness to appear on those sh- shows shows that they're not serious about going after the <laughs> You know, Steve, you bring up a great point. I, as a kid, I took every vaccine, you know, to get into school back in those days. You just did it. I, as a naval officer, I had a particular, I was in the Pacific Fleet. We had a whole schedule of vaccines. Bang. Just, just, I've never been anti-vax. I've taken every vax I've been ordered to take. I'm not vaccinated here, and I won't be. And the reason I won't be is people's whose opinion I trust, like you and Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone, and I can go through a whole list from the beginning have really con- showed me the evidence to say, whoa, this is still a clinical trial. I don't want to participate in the clinical trial. When you have more, t- when you have more data, come back to me. I'm always open-minded, right? But I haven't seen it because people I respect, you guys actually went through the data. And what I heard from you guys is totally different than the safe and effective over the other side. And I know many people personally that have gotten these blood clots and have come to me, have gotten blood clots, and some people have had relatives die from the blood clots. And they've gone to the hospital and people said, oh, is that the Pfizer? Is that the Pfizer clot? And so I'm not vaccinated. I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm, I'm a guy that's not anti-vax. I've taken every vax I've been ordered to take either in the military or as a kid. And I think that's a lot of people out there. And I know a yeah. lot of people that it's like the Israel, you know, because you need like five boosters now or whatever. I know so many people that took it originally, not in a million years are they getting another one. Not going to happen until they see more evidence. And I think Israel is a perfect example. They had the highest fully comply rate at the beginning, and now it's, you know, your numbers say the 2.4%. I think it tells you where it is. And you see there's very little uptake on the booster, and yet they're pumping out those same ads with the same, you know, MSNBC, CNN. You can see the ads on all night. Uh, they just pump it out nonstop. Steve, we got to bounce. How do people get to you and, and learn more about you and your research and all your writing? It's uh, stevekirsch.substack.com. S-T-E-V-E-K-I-R-S-C-H dot substack dot com. And it's got over 700 articles. I don't expect everyone to read them all. Uh, but, but just go through it and just look at the headlines and read the ones that you're interested in. And, you know, the data is out and it shows that these vaccines make no sense for anyone. And Steve came at this from a guy that he did not come from this from the anti, he was not part of the children's health defense. He came at this kind of from the opposite side. It was the math that did it. Steve Kirsch. Amazing job you're doing for the American people. Thank you for being on here. Thank you, Steve. Dr. McCullough, before you let you go, this is what I think. It's kind of a day lives in infamy. I just think this is another marker that now all of this has come up. And to have this and to really have no debate. And here's the tell. I know something's up. Unlike when this thing first came out and they were just banging the drum. On MSN, there's been crickets. We try to pull a clip to introduce you guys. about 
virtually nothing. Total crickets. They're not, they're not out there pushing this right now. So there's definitely something up because in the old days, they'd have Fauci out. They'd have the head of CDC out. They'd be, they do a, a thing at the White House. None of that. They know this is controversial. And quite frankly, I'm hearing from places like in Connecticut and other places that are blue states. The reason we're winning these house seats and at the state level is the parents. And it's the parents about the mask and, and the vaccine, the other stuff too. But this vaccine's really driven some parents say, no, I want to take a different route. Give us your, your closing thoughts about this, about how this could happen at a 15 to zero vote, which I think is what sticks in my craw. I, I think this is the issue for uh, voters out there. Uh, they want to know where candidates stand on the vaccines. And, you know, many Americans, in fact, the majority of Americans took the vaccines. They took them early. They were patriotic. They were told to do this. Uh, but but everyone now has developed, I think, a severe uh, sense of, of, of hesitancy and pause. Uh, the safety data are are, are overwhelmingly bad, and it keeps coming in bad. The new bivalent boosters were never even tested in humans. The vaccines are not getting safer, Steve, and, and they're not stopping COVID. Uh, we need a deep sense of humility here and need to be able to shut down the program, just like Gerald Ford shut down the program for swine flu in 1976. It's got to happen. And I think the leaders who are honest, who come forward and say, shut it down, let's move on, uh, and let's pick up the pieces, help America recover. Those will be our leaders of the future. Dr. McCullough, your book, The Courage to Take This On, uh, how do people get to the book and how do they get to you, your writings, your podcast, all of it? You can go to my website, PeterMcCulloughMD.com. That'll take you everywhere. Our book is Courage to Face COVID-19, Courage to Face COVID.com. I'm on America Out Loud uh, podcast, uh, McCullough uh, Report, and recently started a Substack, which is very uh, very popular, focusing on the medical and civil liberty issues. Well, that that's going to come up the forefront because now it's a whole. The parents going to have to get engaged here. It's on the schedule, and people on a state by state basis, particularly those states that just take the, they take the. There are certain states that just take what the CDC says and and implements it. Other states use it as a uh, as a recommendation, and parents are going to want to get engaged. It's going to be a huge fight. It's going to be a huge fight. And this is the reason people don't trust institutions anymore. Dr. McCullough, thank you very much uh, for joining Thanks. us. I want to bring in Seb Gorka. I don't want to play the cold open. I'll wait till after the break. Seb, I just got a question. We had Heather Mullen. She's, we're going to try to get her back on. Heather is the reporter, investigative reporter for Real America's Voice. She starts in Boston today, outside the lab of Boston University, where they're doing gain-of-function experiments in Boston, right, in the city of Boston. And, and it was Senator Marshall out in uh, in Kansas, who's been on the show before talking about this, he's saying this is like testing nuclear weapons in, in downtown Boston. How many see CDC this morning? We got a minute. How how can we have trust in institutions when things seem, the administrative state seems totally incompetent and out of control, sir? It is the most dangerous concatenation of incompetence and arrogance. That's what we have today. We, we have, you know, if you look at Jake Sullivan, J- Jake Sullivan, that pencil-necked, you know, guy that brings in the, the soy lattes for the cabinet meeting. He's the national security advisor of the United States. That's where we are today. The only place where we should be even, even thinking of handling pathogens, it should be USEM-RID and should be Fort Detrick. 
after we signed, after Nixon signed the 1972 Bioweapons Treaty, it is clear, only defensive experimentation to protect us from other people's bioweapons. The idea that a private lab at some woke university, ultra-woke university, is working on a virus that will have 80% lethality, it's insanity, Steve. It's insanity. It has to stop. Dr. Gorka is going to join us on the other side. We're here in the war room. We'll be back in just a moment. Warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The leaders of our military considered the president of the United States to be the greatest threat to national security that existed at that time. But Milley never actually sent that resignation letter. Milley makes a very consequential decision. He tells his staff, you know, it, I'm just going to fight Trump from the inside. OK, I want to you're back in the war room. I got Dr. Seb Gorker is not just a colleague, but a dear friend. Richard Haas is in The New York Times today. Seb, I'm sure he saw that. Gave it. He's stepping down the Council on Foreign Relations because he sees he can't fight us anymore. But he says, going out the door, this is an exit interview with the New York Times. He says the most dangerous element in the world today is MAGA, is the people that believe that the election was stolen on J6. We're the most dangerous. This is Haas. 
not the Mexican cartels, not the Russian military, not the CCP, not the mullahs in Iran getting the nuclear weapon, not Al-Qaeda, not what's left of ISIS, none of that. Nope. It would be MAGA. And then right there, Seb, and I trust you, that's where we played the clip. I hadn't heard it. My blood is boiling right now. Explain what Susan Glasner, the book, and what is going on. That is high treason, what we're talking about, Dr. Seb Gorka. So, of course, Haas would say that because he would have said the same thing about the founding fathers of America, that they are the greatest threat to the British Empire. Uh, uh, Right? Right? A thousand percent. He would have been a Tory. He would have been a Tory. This... He'd have been this, at King's College. Audio. He'd have been in. He'd have been in Columbia when Hamilton. He would have been a Tory, like the president. Yeah, of he King's would have been King George's. He, he would have been King George's lapdog. Okay, so that audio I played to you. That, so I have a stupid iPhone, and, and the, you know the i the i news thing pops up, and it was a podcast yeah. I hadn't heard of before. And stupid me, I popped on it and I listened to it, and it's that Democrat podcast with the authors of the divider book about president Trump. And you hear it right there. The authors in their interview with Millie, Millie said, I didn't resign. So I could subvert the president from the inside because he was the greatest threat to America. Just like Haas said, a man who's never been elected, a fat disgrace yeah. to the U.S. Army uniform, who's never been elected, said the man chosen by 62 million Americans and then 74 million Americans is the threat to America. No, 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 no. He's a threat to you. He's a threat to the deep state, the deep state that is sending FBI agents to arrest 22 pro-life activists, including Mark Houck. That's the reality. Praying, this praying is the, the age rosary, of... Praying the, yes. Praying the rosary. At the, hang over a second, but I want to get into depth here. Peter Baker and his wife, Susan Glasner, wrote the book, I think The Deceiver. Glasner is a former head the of divider, The Divider. The Divider. The Divider. The Divider. She's a chairman. She was editor of Politico. She's now editor, I think, uh, at a New Yorker, I think it is. Peter Baker yes. is the lead correspondent, White House correspondent for the New York Times. So these, they don't come any heavier than these two and they're well right. sourced. I want to go back how this came up though with on June 7th in the middle of the burning down of the city because of Black Lives Matter. Remember, they didn't have to wear a mask. They could burn it down and, and, you know, nobody arrested. No, no six feet distance. President Trump's in the White House said, we've got to have a show of strength. They walk over to St. John's Church. As you know, Seb, the Church of Presidents, right? Right there across Lafayette Square to, 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 uh, to, um, St. John's Church. He turns around. They go, they're so incensed and the media jumps on them, Esper and Millie, so much. When they get back to the Pentagon, remember, Esper in his book says they talked to each other in the Pentagon that night and made a pact. They made a pact to basically thwart Trump. This is in June of 2020, a sitting commander in chief who at the time is actually leading in the polls against a Biden. Biden had just been gone through the selection process in the primary. This is a sitting commander in chief who appears like because the, the, the virus hadn't played out and they hadn't stole it yet. Mark Elias hadn't stole it is going to be commander in chief for another four years. They met the secretary of defense and the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff. Now, Seb Gorka, you do this for a living. You're a pro. Is that seven days in May, like seven days in June? I mean, they, they, and they brag about it. It's in Esper's book. It's Glasner's right there saying he considered the greatest threat to the United States, the sitting commander in chief. And then later we know he talked to the Chinese Communist Party directly. Is that not high treason, sir? 
if if that is not high treason, then, then high treason does not exist. Uh, let's be clear. Those who called you, me, the president, uh, Biden, who called 74 million Americans semi-fascists in front of Independence Hall just four weeks ago, they call us the fascists. They call us the authoritarians. What you just witnessed was the confession that the most senior military officer in the most powerful nation in the world deigned to say, I run the military. I am in charge. Not a civilian, not an elected official. That is worse than fascism. There's a phrase for that, Steve. That's called military junta. That's Argentina. That's Latin America in the 1970s. That is the essence of fascism in a uniform. But these people actually, I mean, this is, this is, this is why I said it's arrogance and a concatenation of ignorance because they're stinking confessing it on a podcast, Steve. I mean, this is how stupid it is. they are admitting that we are traitors and they're, cele- they're celebrating the fact not only that they're traitors, that they are cowards. Think about this. You're the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and he doesn't have the balls to actually resign. He writes the resignation letter and then files it. They're cowards, Steve. They're fascists who happen to be cowards, and that's why we will defeat them. We know from Esper's book, and we know from all the books, even even Glasser's book, Millie never went back and actually sat down with the president. I need a private meeting with you. I need to, I need to sit down one-on-one. I, there's some problems here. He never did that. Is this this is an attempt to, is in your mind? I'm asking you professionally. Let's take the let's take the 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 media host away, the talk show host away, all that. You're a professional because you've done this your whole life. Very specifically, as you know, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, as you know, the Constitution of the United States, is what Millie and Esper did. In Esper's book, they said they left that park that night, met and talked that night back at the Pentagon, and the media was all over them. And they cratered. And they said they made a pact. They made a pact. And that pact was to thwart Trump as commander-in-chief. Because, and Millie told Glasner, they gave, Millie gave that interview to, to, to her, that they considered Donald J. Trump in the first week of June of 2020 to be the biggest danger to the United States of America, given all our enemies throughout the world. Seb Gorka. The UCMJ is clear, Steve. You, you, you know it better than anyone. Uh, that individual, the first second he ever expressed any desire to undermine the official chain of command in the United States, which has a civilian at the head as commander-in-chief, should have been arrested, should have been put in shackles and leg irons and taken to a brig and immediately court-martialed. When his civilian superior, Mark Esper, who likewise was not elected by anyone, who had no political mandate from the people except that given to him by the man who was elected, said, I'm getting into a secret pact to subvert the president of the United States, should have been arrested for sedition along with John Kelly. You need to listen to the rest of the podcast because afterward, Kelly says the same thing. Kelly says, our determination was to protect America from the president. That's fascism. When an unelected cabal of people behind closed doors say the writ of the people, the sovereignty of the people 
is to be ignored and we decide. The same John Kelly, who, by the way, because I can talk about it openly because he's, he's mentioned it on, on interviews on television, when, when our friend, when Corey Lewandowski, who had free access to the White House, was found once in the Oval Office without John Kelly's permission, afterwards, John Kelly so violently grabbed Corey and slammed him against the corridor. You know the corridor outside the Oval Office that the button of his suit ripped off as he screamed the following, and I will edit it for your listeners. You never come into my effing building again because I run this house. John Kelly said, my effing building, the White House. The deep state is alive and well, and that he achieved what he achieved in those four years with people in his cabinet as his chief of staff at the top of the military actively subverting and committing treason is remarkable. And that's why we need him back, because he has to take a political flamethrower to this fetid, rank, malodorous swamp, because they will do it again. Doesn't matter who you are. You've got an R after your name and your president. They will subvert you, and they will use treasonous plots to undermine the will of the American people. It is okay. as clear as crystal, Steve. Seb, if I can hold you the break, because I don't think we're going to get Miranda tonight. She's But Miranda was going to come. She wrote the piece today, two years ago today. 51 intelligence, senior intelligence <laughs> officers, so 51 senior intelligence officers wrote, and I was very involved, as people know, in, in the launch of the, of the laptop from hell. We did full due diligence. Murdoch's lawyers did due diligence. They put the whole reputation of the New York Post, founded by Alexander Hamilton, over 200 years old, on the line by putting the laptop from hell out. Miranda, Emma Joe Morris, now over at Breitbart. She was an editor of the Post Time. And Miranda Davis, Miranda Devine, one of their top columnists, 51. When you take where the second anniversary, when you take that, Seb, which I know, you know, cold, you add it to what Esper and these guys did in June. This that was in October of 2020. You take what the DOD. What does it say to the American people? What are we supposed to tell this audience in, 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 the, in MAGA about the what has happened to the officer corps? And I mean, at the senior level, what has happened to the officer corps? What has happened to the senior most level of the CIA and the intelligence, the, the heirs to Wild Bill Donovan, the OSS, all of that. J. Edgar Hoover, why, the FBI, the intelligence apparatus, the senior members, th this, is, this is treason. They knew, they knew it was not Russian disinformation. Of course they lied, bald-faced lied. And what happened? So tell me, explain to me, what is the problem with the officer corps that we put hundreds of billions of dollars into train, sir? So for those who aren't familiar, before I joined the administration, I spent five and a half years as a DOD civilian, as a professor and associate dean of irregular warfare and counterterrorism at the pinnacle uh, um, uh, professional military education institution uh, in, in the United States. So every every uh, service has its war college. I was at the one above all of them, the National Defense University at Fort McNair. And I saw with my own eyes, because we were training 06s, 05s, and people who were going through the capstone to get their first star. As soon as they got to within 05, 06, and they were, knew they were promotable potentially to general, 
these people, for the vast majority, became political animals. They looked at actors like David Petraeus and said, that's what I want to be. I want to be a yes man to the elite. I want to go to the fancy cocktail parties and private dinners in Adams Morgan in Georgetown. I'm no longer serving the U.S. Constitution. I'm serving the permanent political elite. When I ran an index after a nine-month postgraduate course for MOS strategists in the U.S. U.S. Army, whose job was to be a strategist. And I asked them, I broke them into syndicates on Friday. I gave them Friday and Saturday to decide what is the primary threat to America and to shape a national strategy to defeat it. And on Sunday morning, when half of the cohort, Steve, these are 05s, 06s, whose MOS is strategist, they're working in the Pentagon, and they had the audacity, this was under Obama, to tell me that the primary threat to America is climate change. I knew we'd gone. Oh, it, it's gone. Wow. It's toast. I ripped them a new asshole. And I, 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 I told them Iran is going nuclear. Russia has invaded Ukraine. China's launching missiles over the, the, the sea of Japan. And you're telling me the weather is our primary national security threat. <laughs> this has been going on for years, Steve. Se- Seb Gorka on the other side. Be back in a minute. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's SAT123.com, SAT123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now MikePella.com, promo code warm. Go there. Got the sheet set 2988. But of course, you got everything else. All the buy one, get one's free. Remember, Mike Lindell's been broomed out of Walmart, Big Box, Home Shopping Network, all of it because he's defending uh, the election integrity movement in 3 November. Make sure uh, you have his back and the great manufacturing company up in Minnesota. MyPillow.com, promo code warm. Miranda Devine's been nice enough to call in by phone. I got Seb Gorka here with me, kind of co hosting. Uh, Miranda, tell us, you, you wrote this piece. You were the guy that you broke this story two years ago and the laptop from hell 51, I think it's 51 senior intelligence officers 
came out and said, no, uh, Murdoch's wrong. The Post is wrong. Miranda Devine is wrong. Her career is over. This is Russian disinformation, and she put it out for the world to see. Why is this anniversary important, ma'am? Well, I think now, Steve, that we have seen enough evidence that convinces everybody, whether they're left or right, whether they're New York Times readers or New York Post readers, that our story was legitimate, it was accurate, and it was consequential. And these 51 former intelligence officials, five former CIA directors, if you can believe it, two of them acting, uh, they have just refused to engage in their uh, dishonesty. I mean, they wrote a letter, a joint letter, published it on Politico five days after our story came out, a couple of days before Joe Biden uh, had his last debate with Donald Trump and used that letter to get off scot-free. We had put on the public record the fact that his son Hunter's laptop had evidence on it that Joe Biden had lied to the American people when he said he knew nothing about Hunter's overseas business dealings. And we'd also published uh, the fact that there were millions of dollars that had flowed through to Biden's family coffers from the influence peddling that they'd been engaging in for eight years under Joe Biden's vice presidency. And what we hadn't yet published but would soon publish was the fact that Joe Biden actually personally, financially benefited from some of that. So it was an extraordinary story. That was a bombshell. That was an October surprise. The rest of the media ignored it. Big tech censored it. And their fig leaf, their excuse for doing that was because these 51 former very high-level intelligence officials, most of them from the CIA, so this was a CIA operation, used the credibility of their former high office to demolish our story, to say that we were just agents of the Kremlin, that this whole Hunter Biden laptop story was a Russian disinformation operation. That wasn't the exact words they used. They keep on trying to weasel out of it by saying, oh, we just said it was an information operation. I mean, no one sees the difference. It, one of so them nice. came out on Fox News and said, oh, you know, it's not my fault that people are so stupid that they can't tell the difference. No, every media outlet and and Joe Biden himself in that debate came out and said this was a Russian disinformation operation, which was the intent of the letter. That was the impression they wanted to give. And if, if these 51 intelligence op- operatives are now pretending that people misinterpreted their letter, then they were honour-bound when that letter was so widely misinterpreted, allegedly. They were duty-bound, honour-bound to tell the American people before the election, oh, no, that was not what we meant. We don't think it was a Russian lie, a Russian plot, like Joe Biden told you. It could be true. We haven't actually looked at the laptop. Miranda, we're going to get you back on here real quickly. What, how do people go get this article now? How do they get to your uh, social media? How do they get to your writings? NewYorkPost.com, and I'm on every social media um, outlet as Miranda Devine, at Miranda Devine. Miranda, thank you for your courage. Thank you for your intrepid reporting. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Seb Bye. Gorka, uh, Miranda Devine used a term, uh, your honor. Did you, I did, and I think I and I think I got the dates right. When this was there, I think Susan Glasner 
was still editor of Politico. If not, she had just left. They put the letter up in Politico. Wrap it up for us, Seb. 51 senior intelligence, most from the CIA, several directors. Yeah. They've never apologized. They've never rescinded that letter, Seb Gorka. Yeah, you asked me before the break, what do we do about it? So this is what we do. Uh, the hobbits of the Shire get activated uh, in the midterms. And in 2024, you take 10 people to the polls who otherwise wouldn't vote. We win and we should do what I recommended the president do after Mike Flynn was taken out by the deep state. Back then, I said you need 12 guys, hard bastards who know the, know the swamp, and in pairs, they go from every department every Friday, and they go to the secretary, and they say, Mr. Secretary, what have you done in the last seven days to execute the president's agenda as per the mandate given to him by the American people? And if they don't exercise that mandate, if they are double agents, if they are traitors like Millie, they are fired, or they are escorted out of the building in handcuffs for their traitorous, seditious behavior. Secondly, before we get to that point, we have to have one of the original, less than 20 people. You know who they are, people like you, me, McEntee, people who were inside the building as true MAGA in senior enough positions, and we have to vet the 4,000 yes. presidential appointees. Yes. If we yes. don't do that, it's not worth winning yeah. the election, Steve. Give me your, by the way, Mike Flynn's going to join us next. PBS is out with a new film called Mike Flynn's Holy War. Mike Flynn will join us next. Seb, give us all your contact points, the podcast, the radio show, your writings. Yeah, most important thing is the brand new Substack where you can get my writings at Sebastian Gorka, G-O-R-K-A dot Substack dot com. That's Sebastian Gorka dot Substack dot com. And then on every social media platform except the fascistic YouTube. So if you want to go to uh, Truth Social, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're all there. And then the website is SebGorka dot com where you can listen to the show 24-7. It cycles. The three-hour show on Salem cycles 24-7 at SebGorka dot com. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A dot com. Thank you, Steve. Dr. Gorka, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Okay. Um, next, we're going to have Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn's going to join us from Pennsylvania. There's a new film breaking tonight. That film is Mike Flynn's Holy War. Also, make sure you go to the real com. See this incredible film made off of Robert Kennedy's book. It's free. The PBS film is free. Mike Flynn's Holy War. We're going to talk next to General Mike Flynn. Stick around in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America, 
to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 